Shalom everybody, Shavua Tov. We are continuing with where we left off in Likuta Lachot, section Orachaim, Hilchot Nefilat Apayim, the laws of falling on one's face, which is again the part of Davening right after the Shmone Esre Amida prayer in Shachrit Mincha. Discourse number four, which is based on the Kutimoran lesson 24. We are still in the middle of paragraph number five. At this point, Rav Nossin has gone in to stress and emphasize how the main exile, when we say Galut, what is in exile? What? The Jewish people are in exile. Okay, so what? What does that mean? It means that the Simcha of Israel, Simchatan Shel Israel, that's the wording Rabbi Nachman uses in Lesson 24, this joy of Israel, which is the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence itself, that is in exile. Okay, and what are the ramifications? What are the effects of that? So this now is what Rav Nosen explains over here. Rav Nosen says like this, V'alken, achshav bagalut, she'ikara galut hi, she'asimcha nafla lemata bagalut. Therefore, now, in exile, now that we're in exile, right? in this period of exile, and what is in exile, like we said earlier, that the essence of exile is that the joy, the simcha, the joy of Am Yisrael, the joy of the Shekhinah, has fallen down below into exile, and as a result, umisham nimshach kol asimcha shel ha'akum v'reshaim ha'olchim b'sheridut libam. He says something, you know, unbelievable. From that, that the joy has fallen down into exile. The joy of Am Yisrael has fallen into exile. The divine presence has fallen into exile. This is, from there is drawn all the joy of the nations, the idol worshippers, and the wicked people who follow their heart's desires. And they seem to be happy. Where does that joy come from? It's stolen. <laughs> it's stolen joy. It's not theirs. It's that the, the Simcha has fallen to exile and they have access to it and they use it to enjoy their physical lusts and pleasures and pursuits for evil desires, the desires of their heart. Because in truth, for in truth, these wicked people, these idol worshippers of the nations, who are really far from genuine joy. They don't know what true simcha is. They have no clue what is true simcha. We know as Jewish people, true simcha is that which is connected to Hashem. The Torah, the tzaddikim. Okay? That's true joy. Pikudi Hashem, Yesharim, Yisam Chelev. Right? All the verses we know about serving Hashem with joy and joy is experienced and expressed by connecting to God. Like Rabbi Nachman says in this lesson itself, doing the mitzvot with joy. Outside of that, there's no true simcha. We went into this, I think, a few times on the Kutimran lesson 24, that the commentaries explain that when simcha is mentioned, it's understood automatically on its own that that is only experienced in connection to God. Any simcha that's not connected to God is not considered simcha. <laughs> so that's why in exile, that you see people are seemingly happy, it's stolen joy. And it's not real. It's fake. And it's and the proof that it's fake is that it's not lasting. Look what he says with Nasim. Like the verse reads, A 
about the joy that the, the nations are, the nations and the wicked people are far from joy. The verse reads in Mishlei, Proverbs, this is chapter 17, verse 21. It's an amazing verse, really. Okay, the verse reads, Yoled Ktsil Letuga Lo. The, the fool, Ksil, who they explain, Rabbeinu Yon explains, a Ksil is someone who has bad interests, bad desires, and he lets them out. He follows and acts according to his heart's bad desires. He's a fool. He's a fool. He's stupid and he's a fool for doing that. Such a fool, he gives birth to Letugalo. When he gives birth, when he produces, whether it's a physical child, and what he does in life, his products, Letugala only brings back to him Tuga. Tuga is like a sadness and depression. It's a term for Yagon. Tugalo. It's only to, to, to hit him back. You think he has is producing, he has a child, but it's only to bring him even more sadness. Okay? And then now Rav Nosson paraphrases, rephrases a verse from Kohelet, chapter 2, verse 23. This is not the actual wording, but it's taken from there. Kichol Yama, because all the days of these ksil is kasu machovot, is anger and just pain. They can't get themselves out of the, what's called pigae hazman, the pains of the situations of life. Everyone's going through life. And going through life is painful, yes. There's pain in experiencing life. No one has it clean, chalak, pure. And they, going through their life, is just anger and ke'evim. Even though they seem to be happy and they want to be happy and they're trying to bring the happiness into what they're doing, it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's joining two opposites, simcha in Hashem, and taking that simcha and applying it to the desires of their will, of their hearts, desires, running after worldly pleasures, they are never truly happy. It's not true happiness. Okay? Ki hasitra achra nikret yagon vanacha. Because the evil side, the other side, which is anything outside of the domain of serving Hashem and connecting to God, that's automatically called the sitra It's called, it's coined in the Kabbalah, in the Zohar, in the Midrash, in the Gemara, yagon vanacha, sadness and depression. That is the evil side. So automatically people who follow the evil side, following their heart's desires, they're all automatically connected to Yagon Vanacha. Right? So then how could it be that they're happy? Like we said, However, all the simcha that's to be found by the wicked who follow their heart's desires or the idol worshippers of the nations, okay, all the joy that seems to be by them, where does it come from, first of all, that they have, like we said, Nimshach, Rak mi bechinat galut it's drawn to them only from the concept of the exile of the divine presence. This is this is what it means that the divine presence is in exile. That the simcha, the simcha of the Jewish people, that is now in exile, that is in exile. And misham nimshach. So by being in exile, there's accessibility to this joy to those who don't belong to it, who don't deserve it. From the fact that the, the Divine Presence, the joy of Israel is in exile, it's drawn to them 
the sparks of joy are drawn to them being in exile since the Simcha is in exile so me, exile means that there's accessibility like we said to people and belief systems that are not rightfully belonging of this joy but they have access to it because the Simcha is in Galut in exile that's what it means to be in exile okay and that is why all the evildoers have joy, but it's temporary. The it's only temporary. It's not lasting. And on these wicked people who follow their own desires, hearts desires to do bad, and they actually do it, or idol worshippers and foreign believers who claim to be happy. On these type of people, it said what it says in in uh, in Kohelet, this is chapter two, verse two. The verse reads there: "Lishok amarti meholal, ulesimcha mazo osa." First part of the verse: "Lishok to laughter." I I said King Solomon said regarding laughter, someone who has laughter in this world, meholal. It's madness. It's crazy. Meholal is a term for madness. Okay. It's absolutely holelut. It's absolute madness. The laughter on what they're, ha- they're laughing over, or the simcha and the joy that people have in this world, mazosa. What does it do for them? Has no fruits, no products. Nothing good comes out of it. So Rav Nosson now explains the verse like this. The first part of the verse, lishok amarti meholal. Right? What is lishok amarti meholal? And to laughter, I said, it's outer madness. The word meholal, Rav Nosen points out, is also an admixture, like mahul. When you have like a drink which is mahul b'mayim, like a term in the in the in the Shulchan Aruch, mahul that you mix, you 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 um, what's the word in English? You make more water content in the product. It's, it's mahul. It's watered down. There's a word in English. It's a good word. I just can't figure it out. I can't remember it. Mahul that the item is watered down. There's too much water. So the, that, that mahul means it's, it's mixed. There's an admixture of something foreign in the item, making it no, no longer pure. It's, it's, it's adulterated. So, so he says like this. Uh, I said, King Solomon saying, I said about laughter that it's mixed. It's mixed. What does that mean mixed? There's, the laughter is mixed. It's not true, genuine laughter to what to be happy about. So he says like this, I said now about laughter, true laughter, it has become mixed. The word mixed means a few things. In other words, the joy, any joy which is not for the sake of heaven, now I have to remind people this when a person is telling jokes and acting silly for the sake of coming to be again true, truly happy in his connecting to, connection to Hashem connection to the Torah to the mitzvah to the tzaddikim that is considered simcha l'shem shamayim simcha for the sake of heaven because my goal and intent is to come to true joy that's my goal not to be stuck on just foolishness in other words I'm acting foolish and silly by telling silly and stupid jokes but my intent is to come back to true simcha in my connection to God which has fallen that is totally permissible that's considered the Shem Shemayim 
It's when a person has no intent to connect to Hashem and he wants to stay at that, that stage, that level of foolishness. That's called lo l'shem shamayim, not l'shamayim, not for the sake of heaven. Okay, so going back, any joy that is not for the sake of heaven, okay, and it's joy, the reason why it's happening is it's drawn, it's existing, it's happening only because of the admixture, this is the word ta'arovit, of the sparks of genuine simcha, of joy, holy joy, that has fallen due to the exile of the Shekhinah, of the Divine Presence, and has become mixed up amongst the nations. It's fallen. That's how they have access to joy. How could it be people who are not connected to God are happy? Because the, 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 the Shekhinah is in Galut, the Simcha is in Galut. But they pay attention, they can't keep it with them, it's not lasting. They have exposure to it, they have access to it, but it doesn't stay with them, it takes off. Okay? Look what look, look, Rav Nosson points out. Okay? And how the nations and the wicked, they switch and exchange bad for good. What a term, what a terminology Rav Nosson uses. And the nations and the wicked people, they take the joy which comes from a very supernal upper level, supernal high level. They're taking joy which is not rightfully theirs. It doesn't belong to them. It's not part of them. And they're happy with this genuine holy joy. They use that simcha and, and, and direct it into their evil lusts that they have, their evil lusts and desires. But in fact, in truth, their evil lusts are just sadness and depression and more bitter than death. And yet they're trying to be happy with it. True joy, but it's never accessible. It ends up being falling on their face and end up just throwing them back to being sad. Therefore, it's fitting what the verse says there in Kohelet. And to joy, such a joy, kazot, this type of joy, which is false joy on ta'avot, on lust and desires, and running after their heart's desires. Maza what does it do for a person? It has nothing lasting. There's nothing that good, 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 good that comes out of it. Because the end of such joy and their lust and desires for wrong things only brings them to sadness and depression, melancholy. Like the verse reads in Mishle, another verse in Mishle in Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 13. Okay, the verse reads, so let's see the verse inside. The verse is in Mishle, 14, 13. Also in laughter, they're going to have heart pain in the end. It's not going to bring them anything good. And the end of this laughter, of sorry, and then his laughter is only simcha tuga, a joy which brings in its wake sadness and depression. So this, Rav Nosson points out, is the status of the goyim. They may seem happy, but it's not real and it's not lasting. It's fake, which is why they're always empty, looking for something else to be happy about and doesn't stay. Whereas a Jew, when he has a mitzvah, 
and he connects to the mitzvah and he's happy about being connected to Hashem to the mitzvot, this simcha is never erased. And you can say thank you Hashem for all those years that I put on tefillin, all those years I gave tzedakah, all those years that I kept Shabbat. Thank you Hashem for the good times. It's like it doesn't disappear. It doesn't bring now sadness. It brings joy. Persons are happy giving thanks. Thanksgiving on something which is lasting and can never be taken away from me. And this, by the way, Rav Nosson explains, I think coming up, it also it's, it explains it elsewhere, that this is the main envy and hatred of the nations to the Jewish people. That even though they're in exile, and the Simcha is in exile, so it means it should belong to the Goyim, and yet the Jews are still, even in exile, able to draw down new Simcha and new joy on their performance of the mitzvah, which means it's sincere, lasting joy. And on this, the nations can't handle that. They can't stand it. The Jews are happy. The Rav Nassim says this. We saw this in Mordechai. He said this earlier in this, in this discourse itself. He can't stand it that Mordechai and the Jews were happy serving Hashem even in exile. The first exile of the 70 years, Haman and the wicked people with him couldn't stand that the Jewish people are so happy. That was Haman's jealousy. He was jealous. We said that earlier, Rav Nassim, if you remember, in the previous paragraph. That, that they're jealous of the Jewish people being happy. They're in exile and they're still happy. What is this? It's like you grind their teeth. They're so upset. They can't stand it. That's what causes the nations to try to attack again the Jews. And again, all the attack is trying to bring the Jews to be sad. Like what happened now on Friday, that there was another attack. Jews were killed. Okay, and the, go- and the Goyim were happy, rejoicing, and while we're mourning. But after the mourning, we're still happy. We get up. Rosen says this many places, that we don't end with mourning. We end with hope. There's always a nechama. Because in the end, Hashem's going to win. In the end, there's going to be tchet ha-metim, resurrection of the dead. There's going to be a Mashiach. There's going to be a final geula. Even though we're waiting so long, over 2,000 years more, in the whole world replication, so it's almost 6,000 years, still we're holding on, and we know it's going to be good in the end. So we know that the end, we have the final laugh. We give the final patch, not them. So that's why we're happy. Our happiness is eternal. Our happiness is eternal. And then that the Goyim can't handle. They think, here they punch us here, they strike here, they kill here. But the Jewish people continue. Am Yisrael, after the Holocaust, six million dead, and we're still here, flourishing. We're in Eretz Yisrael, those who are Jews are religious. There's still Torah study, Torah performance all over the world. It's unbelievable. People are Jewish, people are happy connecting to Shabbat and the Simcha of being a Jew, singing Zmirot on Shabbat. It's, it's still happening. <laughs> the Goyim didn't get anywhere with it. This is our hope. This is our king. That's why there's envy and jealousy from the nations. They're just, hate. the hatred comes from jealousy that they don't have true happiness and they can't stand when they see someone else who is truly happy. That's being us. Bezat Hashem.